0: Welcome to Rogue2.com, a collection of great podcasts. Making the top 10 European podcast award list, it's the Ice Podcast. A woman wins millions from a Texas lottery for the fourth time. Can you imagine being the cute buy a lottery ticket behind her? Yeah. I, mean, I won't bother. <laughs> <laughs> you would have got a the size, would you? A one-way ticket to nothingness. We're creeping with Armstrong. Like, do you know
1: I have actually been hypnotised?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. you
1: hypnotized? I was hypnotised in an Aldi um, car showroom and he did this thing where I was bending a coin with my hand. Supposedly whilst I was under hypnotic, he um, swapped a normal coin for a bent coin. Whispered I said, you're not going to hypnotise me. Um,
0: <laughs> Science fiction, television, random awesomeness. Geek Square Podcast. On
1: today's show, we're talking about awkward... Childhood memories. Huh? That's
0: bad Let's subject. talk about Doctor Who. Yeah,
1: let's do that.
0: Rethinking Lost Podcast.
1: Uh, as we bring you yet another season six spoiler-free look to get you through this ever-shortening hiatus. We've got 20 episodes in the can, and the nice thing about it is they're relatively independent. You can listen to them in any order.
0: Mr. Jim Moon explores the world of weird fiction in Hypnobobs. And tonight I have summoned you here once again to the great library of dreams for the first episodes of Hypnobobs. And of course, Scott Copperman and Elton McManus with an apotheosis of a bombast.
2: Son Bin Laden stole my thunder for my birthday. What a punk. It was supposed to be National Elton Day.
1: Well, he attacked America on my birthday. America took him out on your birthday.
2: Wow, we're, we're like birthday brothers.
0: Road2.com, without a doubt, the home of great podcasts.
1: everybody and welcome to episode 85 of an apotheosis of a bombast. I'm Scott Copperman, one of your hosts of the Bombast Podcast. And from across the Atlantic, via the wonders of the newly absorbed, annexed, purchased by Microsoft company Skype, is my beloved co-host, Mr. Elton McManus.
2: Hello. (laughs) Waiting for the pause there. Hello. How are you
1: doing? I'm good. I'm wondering how much longer Skype's going to continue to be a uh, free service. Is it going to be slowly squeezed and we'll have to find an alternate form about this time next year, or do you think too many people are, are making use of Skype and it'll just have to continue to be free?
2: I don't know. It depends on what direction. If they stick it on their uh, phones, as not as a free download, but actually integrated into their Windows 7 phones, then maybe maybe people might be looking in other directions or they might be looking to cash in on that i don't know how much did microsoft pay for it anyway it's like eight eight billion or something it was quite a bit yeah it's free to download guys
1: yeah well people do you can pay for it and you can certainly use um i think you pay when you make landline calls yeah but yeah it's it's definitely seems like it's something they're buying to absorb into their existing offerings or future offerings. What worries me is how when one company buys another, you, you can no longer have like these separate identities. Like I used to have a Netscape email account and I had America Online. Mm-hmm. And when America Online bought Netscape for a while, the two could exist separately and then, gee, I, I want to say it was um 2006 maybe I got a notice saying yeah we're uh we're phasing out Netscape and all your stuff is now automatically an America online <laughs> property which I, I I don't want how can I put it like I chose my Xbox gamer tag not wanting it to be uh linked to my Work email and my um, personal email, and you know, I wanted it to have some some independence. Yeah. You know, and I'm worried a little bit with Skype that that's going to grow to be a problem because I, I remember there was a point when we first set up Skype for this, and I tried to get in. Something was used. It was either my email address was used or my name. For some reason, it thought I already had an account, and I remember calling Skype and saying, "Who owns you?"
0: Oh
2: yeah, I remember you doing that. Who are you
1: partnered with? Because, as far as I know, I don't have one. Um, And we went through that same kind of thing with Xbox. Uh, My son has a Zoom, and we went to go set him up an account, and they were like, "Oh no, you already have an account." No, we don't. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, (laughs) no, and that took a while to track down. Oh, it's all linked to this and this and this. So that sort of stuff makes me nervous, and. I actually find myself trying to diversify and like multiply out, create a couple, you know, hey let me grab a Gmail email address that sounds the way I want it to sound or um, you know try to stake my territory just in case three of the five things emerge and now Hmm. I find myself you know with only two identities or three. I'm wondering what they will
2: do if they'll integrate it onto Xbox Live, because what they've got there at the moment is a pretty solid system anyway. And I don't know whether they're going to shift it over to Skype or not.
1: I wonder if it's a more efficient use of bandwidth. You know, can you... Right now, it's probably... You go on Xbox Live, and that's probably one... Maybe I'm picturing it wrong, but that's one signal containing all your interaction on Xbox Live. If you can... Have Skype running underneath on a separate, separate connection. You know, Xbox Live connects to Xbox. Xbox Live ID communicates with Xbox Live ID outside yeah. of the actual gaming connection. Right. Maybe that'll increase speed or something. I, I really don't know.
2: I don't know. Surely it's just the same one the ones and noughts going backwards and forwards anyway. Yeah, that's true. I don't understand it, but I reckon if I was playing now and the the Skype would definitely fail ever so slightly. You know, we, we don't always have a perfect connection on here, do we? So. No.
1: It's kind of sprung up on us, too, like this idea of Microsoft buying Skype. You would think that's something that has been researched. They've probably been hemming and hawing. I don't think someone sat there on a Tuesday morning and said, you know what, boys, we got all this money from uh, the last batch of Xbox <laughs> Live membership cards. Let's go buy a company. <laughs> but, you know, it's relatively quiet. And, and it surprised me. It seems like something that, um, maybe I'm just cynical, but MSNBC, the news channel, would be hyping it up to try to get the stock value up and, and feel out the reaction of the public and all. It just kind of seemed to just be news one day. By the way, this happened. And so few things happen that way Yeah, so look, seems.
2: I'm not really bothered who actually owns it or who runs it or anything like that, who has actually spent millions of pounds on it. As long as it works how it did work, it was a free service, so I want it still to run free so we can still do this for free. And then just upgrade the interface a little bit more because they seem to have taken a back step on the actual interface. It's just a bit clunky the way I see it it's not as good as what it used to be
1: yeah I'm not a big fan of a lot of the uh, skype updates that have gone through I was trying to find online uh, various things that used to be free and aren't any longer you think that would be like a great blog collection you know like uh, free services that people miss because it's just not free anymore yeah but I haven't been able to uh, I haven't been able to find like a, a quick easy to find list. If anyone has one, if anyone knows of a website, I'd be interested to kind of go through that and just, just be like, ah, oh, I remember that. Oh, I, c- I, remember I that can't thing. remember
2: anything like that, though. That's any problem.
1: I'm going to do it. Things that used to be free. What things used to be free? I was thinking today about some things that were once offered at no charge. Let's see. But they aren't any longer. Examples include using other banks' ATMs, Checking luggage on a flight, using the air pump to fill your tire at the gas station.
2: Oh, no, right, that's a big thing that used to be free and really annoys me. That should be free. It It's only 20p where I am, but I don't give a monkeys. It's air. I know it's compressed air, but it used to be free, man. Yeah. Bastards. That's... And then when you go in there, they should have two of them separate units. So you have your air and water and then another unit, air and water, because... You either go in there and it's 20p, which is uh, mm. it's cheap, but I don't care. It, it's free everywhere else, apart from the garage I go to. And then when you do go in there and you desperately need for air, it's broken. And uh, Yeah, sorry, it's broken. No, you should have a unit that works. You're a garage. It should be
1: law. There you go. Law passed.
2: <laughs> sorry, little rant there.
1: Sorry. That's all right. I'm looking to see what kind of things... Uh are still here. We have, um, see some of these things I don't think are really a big deal. Pla- plastic utensils. When you get like a salad or something, I think they're still free. Truly, Uh, airplane meals. That's, you used to be able to get full meals on an airplane and snacks, peanuts, at least things like that. Did you? Yeah. You, are you never grown up? Where you used to get like, uh, that airplane everybody got a full meal. Airplane food if you were on for like three hours. No, I've I've never heard of that. Ah. Let's see. Some of these things are lame. Um calling four one one, that's the American information number. Like directory assistance. That used yeah. to be free. It's not free anymore. Television used to be free.
2: How do you mean television used to be free?
1: Well, you didn't have to pay for the channels, you didn't have to pay for cable.
2: Yeah, but we have to pay for cable or satellite, and then we have to pay to actually use our TV anyway.
1: Oh, really? Is that- yeah,
2: so oh, you're lucky. Think ah, yourself lucky. I am lucky. It's only £10 a month, but we have a... The government call it a TV license. Bollocks, it's a TV tax. Yes. We're taxed to actually use it, and all that money just goes to the BBC, so we don't have adverts, and they can pay for their huge executive bills. Huh. Yeah, so think yourself lucky. I do.
1: Yeah.
2: I do in indeed. The, the land of the free and the brave, and the TV non-tax
1: paying. <laughs> That's what we get for the revolution.
2: Is there still the basement stuff where you can... You know, like Wayne's World was recorded on, where you used to go down to your local... Uh, Public TV access place. television? Yeah, do they still do that? E... Or has the internet killed that?
1: There are local cable channels. Like, um... Channel, channel 2 on our thing right here has... Um, it steadily streams local weather, the library hours, school information, they'll show... Um, school board meetings, things like that on it. And I... I can't really remember having seen um, anything like that other than sometimes a college will have a station uh, they'll get they'll get a channel I should say on the network so yeah you know channel 29 will be Stockton University or something like that but there's now I can't say that I've seen the equivalent of you know channel 13 public access there was a weird Al Yankovic movie I forget what the uh UHF it was called where he he worked at a station and they had all kinds of bizarre channel shows like that you know like like a Wayne's World kind of show and you know the lady at the pet store had a show about her animal collection things like that mhm hmm no 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 so i'm not seeing though what i'm i'm really looking for like that list of of services that used to be free, like like getting air, and um, some restaurants charge for water now, things like that.
2: But. Oh, what about pulling money out of the the hole in the wall? Do you ever get charged for that?
1: <laughs> what do you mean?
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, um, ATM machine.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Do you get charged for that at all? Yes. If you go to like a foreign
1: ATM machine. Yep. Ah, oh, it's, it's, oh, that's rubbish. You're absolutely right. That's and that's increasing too. Like the uh...
2: when I said hole in the wall, I didn't mean like a glory hole or anything like that. It's no, like I figured, literally. but
1: <laughs> I, I, and I actually figured it was what you were talking about. But uh, I was trying to just make sure that there weren't things
2: <laughs> go down to the local hole in the wall,
1: literally. Oh, yeah. oh. so I, you know, I'm poking around. And there's random lists. They're all kind of the same same stuff on it but uh if anybody has an idea let us know
2: yeah definitely email it in or put it on the facebook page
1: yeah cool all right well how have you been so I, i've been gone i did hear the uh, show you guys put together it was good Thank Anything you very much. exciting happen in in the week or so i was absent
2: um no not not really well barack obama has visited ireland and england and then disappeared that's about as interesting as it gets, I think. Did you actually see him, uh, any of the, the TV coverage of him over here? Just
1: the car getting stuck. That's oh, annoying. that's wicked. Do you guys have
2: speed humps or speed bumps? Yes.
1: Yep, yeah, we
2: do. Oh. <laughs> i like to think, I don't know if anyone else has seen this, I'll put it on the, the show notes, but uh, it was his motorcade. Was it Cadillac 1? I think it's called <laughs> when he's Probably. in it. And I don't think he was in this actual car itself, but as it pulled out of one of the embassies in Ireland, I'm pretty sure, it got caught on a speed hump. Well, they say speed hump, but it's literally where the gates lock together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's to slow people down as they go in and out the grounds. Well, and it wasn't
1: speeding. It just bottomed out and... Well, yeah, it weighs a ton. Down. Well, it literally yeah.
2: weighs two tons. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it bottomed out, and the guy got out going, oh... Yes, we're stuck, and I don't know how they actually got it off. It's bizarre, but I'd like to think that in an emergency he'd actually just be stuck on a speed hump. <laughs> oh no, there's um, there's a nuclear weapon heading this way. Let's get out of here, okay, sir? Driving up. We're stuck on a speed hump. <laughs> Sorry, Marking sir.
1: back and forth, sir. Can you get out and can you jump up and down, see if we can tip the car. <laughs>
2: him bouncing himself up and down on the bonnet just to rock it off of there, that's brilliant and he he also got drowned out as he made a speech towards the Queen and I felt sorry for the guy and that it's too much pomp that goes around her to be honest sometimes and uh, he was he stood up and was going to make a a nice big speech to the Queen and he said, to the Queen raised his glass and started his speech And as his uh, speech started, all these trumpets started blaring out and just playing God Save the Queen. And there was two soldiers behind her that started, didn't know whether to salute or not. They're nudging each other. Okay, let's salute. So they started saluting. Everyone in the room is standing up. It's all quiet apart from these trumpets playing out and Barack Obama giving this wonderful speech. As soon as he finishes the speech, he turns to the Queen and goes, To the Queen! And she, she, she looks at him as if... Silly man. <laughs> They're playing my song. <laughs> this one's about me, you know. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: please stand with me and raise your glasses as I propose a toast. To Her Majesty the Queen, to the vitality of the special relationship between our peoples... And in the words of Shakespeare, to this blessed plot, this earth, this realm, this England, to the Queen.
1: yeah i'm sure there were quite a few people who got ripped apart for each of those mistakes
2: oh yeah but well, i found that hilarious and then once all the uh, the trumpets had played he turned again to the queen and went to the queen and she ignored him again
1: <laughs> uh-huh. she's probably like this is so embarrassing
2: yeah from from my behalf i'd like to apologize for the queen's actions towards your wonderful
1: president that's fine. He can deal with it. He can toughen up. Yeah. <laughs> Marianne is uh, a bit upset. Well, it's not so much her, but people she worked with. They're all talking about your princess and how they believe she withheld that she was an- unable to bear children. That's uh, that's the big rumor going around at <laughs> at the Rite Aid in Ake Harbor City that, you know... She didn't tell the prince that she was unable to bear children and uh they think he should get a divorce the marriage should be annulled.
2: So, oh, I didn't know this. Is there I a story I, actually going around on it?
1: That's what she claims. Oh, and yeah. as she's asked me repeatedly to look into it and cuz I generally don't care. It's <laughs> the,
2: the local ladies group just nitty-nattering.
1: It could be. Just let me get this phone call in one second. <laughs> You're listening to An Apotheosis of a Bombast.
0: Are you fed up with carrying your chihuahua in your handbag? Does your shih tzu leave little Mr. Whippies in your shoulder bag? Yes? Then you need dangles. That's right, the world's first dogs with handles. Dangles have been genetically modified for those stylish guys and gals who simply must take their little pooch everywhere. These wonderfully farmed canines feature a soft furry handle on each side of the spine for that pick up and go factor. Once at your destination, simply clip the handles to the belly of the dog using the neatly provided hidden poppers and then let them run free. Feeling even more practical? then why not go for the super deluxe version with adjustable shoulder strap and ribcage pocket? Perfect for a mobile phone or purse. So come on, guys and girls, get your dangles out. From the makers of Panda Pooch, Cola Cap, and Pussy
1: Boots. That was the uh, rumor monger herself right there. Oh. So she said that someone she works with says it's all over the news but obviously not since
2: you I haven't have heard about this. It. I haven't heard that at all. Okay. Number one. Sorry for saying nitty natting. God knows what that means. What I mean is chitty tatting or uh,
1: but, something. Uh, let's see. Uh, William and Kate unable to have child. William and Kate unable to have kids. Information about Prince William unable to have children. What happens if I'm unable to pay my bill by the due date?
2: <laughs> See, that would provide a problem, though, wouldn't it? If, you, if they can't have an heir and a spare, then surely the the line would stop there.
1: Well, How doesn't it go going? to the younger brother? Let's, I'm still trying to find... Uh... I can't find anything that looks like a reliable source news wise let's see
2: yeah it would drop down to Harry and his kids if he ever Kate has Middleton
1: infertility is it right according to the Strodong newspaper blog May 19th 2011 the shocking news came from the new married what from the new married of Kate Middleton and Prince William the woman holding the title Duchess of Cambridge was reportedly unable to have children Will Baron. Boy, this is grammar! This is like someone just making this up as they go along.
2: Sounds like my writing.
1: In Touch Weekly. Oh, it, Touch Weekly. Sorry.
2: Hang on. Right. Okay. I'm <laughs> hey, looking wait. for Touch Weekly oh, magazine. Qu- wait, no,
1: because I—it's so poorly structured. In Touch Weekly, the magazine. In Touch Weekly. Mother-in-law, Kate. What? <laughs> this, is, I, this is not even making sense. It's all like chip. It's like someone just hacked words together. Let's see.
2: Can I say, In Touch Weekly Magazine and Touch Weekly Magazine are two totally different things, I would imagine.
1: Yes. Wow, this is. I can't even find. Uh, I don't even know what to look up. Obviously, if it's this hard, it's probably not true. Let's see, Kate Middleton unable to have children. Um, it's being auto-completed for me by Google. You're
2: listening to an apotheosis of a bomb ass, bringing you live news, live.
1: What the heck is this? I'm probably clicking all these links and infecting my computer here. Kate Middleton advised to get pregnant.
2: Yeah, I'd imagine that that would have been on the card straight away, or within the at least a year or two. Because if she doesn't have kids within two years then tongues
1: would start wagging besides being william who what What the hell besides being william who was second heir to the throne but the 29 year old kate is considered ideal for soon to have children especially if they plan on having more than one child dr manny alvarez head of obstetric Obstetrics and Gynecology Department of Hackensack University said the age of 26 to 33 is the culmination of a woman's fertility. This has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Well, anyway, (laughs) that was uh, the big scandal going on here 3,000 miles away with people who should have plenty of other things to worry about. Oh, yeah. But uh, it it must have some validity because there's... You know, there's all these search results coming up. So someone must have searched Kate Middleton unable to have kids. I'm not quite sure why.
2: It just sounds like people getting together and bitching about someone who's really famous as people tend to do anyway.
1: I just I wonder why... Who would spread that?
2: Oh, anyone. Anyone looking to sell a story.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, it... it sold on uh, four women at the Rite Aid Pharmacy and got us talking here. So, <laughs> well,
2: oh, we, we we kind of spoke about it. Ah, here we go. Oh, Camilla
1: go Parker Bowles is telling people Kate Middleton might be unable to have children. This oh, really? comes from... Oh, here we go. See, now this is where it came from msn.com nine msn.com which must be like a certain channel but uh, n-i-n-e msn.com which has the microsoft logo are tabloids just setting up kate middleton and camilla parker Bowles for a mother-in-law from hell relationship or could there actually be truth to this rumor according to in touch weekly Camilla has blabbed to friends about her new daughter-in-law's fertility problems, which could prevent her from producing an heir to the British throne. Health complications from Kate's adolescence raised red flags that may have an impact on her ability to conceive, discloses sources close to Camilla. If Kate is not pregnant within the next nine months, she'll be defying 200 years of British tradition, and if she's unable to have children, the throne will defer to the oldest male child prince harry so that's that, where that comes from
2: that just sounds like someone heard camilla parker Bowles uh say something that could somehow be related to the middleton's uh younger years when she had a sniffle and then oh my god she can't have kids shocker and it's got round that's just rubbish
1: well I, i'm not able to find in touch weekly's uh article anywhere, but it's it's like a People Magazine kind of cover, so it must mm. be... Uh, <laughs> that
2: sounds like a load of guff and bunk to me.
1: Up Here we go. I'll, I'll send you the cover, so you can at least see that there's a real, real thing we're talking about here. Of course, if I could use the new Skype interface, I'd be able <laughs> to do that much easier. The headline on the cover is, Will and Kate's Baby Heartbreak. Royal doctor confirms she can't get pregnant. Ooh. The devastating news rocks their marriage. Plus, why they can't adopt.
2: Okay, this site you sent me is called Celebitchy.
1: Well, that's, but that's uh just linking to the article here. Yeah, I was going a link of an article to an article to an article until I finally got the graphic. But I don't know if In Touch Weekly actually has a, a website. Apparently not, because I'm not able to find it.
2: Hmm okay wow well i'll stick that up in the show notes as well (laughs)
1: i don't know so anyway well
2: now you're back anyway um how was disneyland and your star wars weekend
1: it was good it was good i actually uh, i tried to take a picture of i guess she must have been about 60 something this old woman in a mobility scooter dressed as a jedi and oh, short of stalking her and getting myself in trouble, I I just couldn't. I have, I believe, on my camera I have, like a shot from a distance, but I haven't had a chance to edit it yet. When I can, make it look worthwhile, I'll put it up on the uh, on the Facebook page. But it was good. It was crowded and it was hot, but we had a very good time, and and Jay did get to uh, battle Darth Vader for about ten seconds. Did he
2: have to form a queue, or join a queue to actually do that? Yeah,
1: he had to, uh, we had to be there at 7 in the morning to register for training, and we were assigned like an 11.30 slot, then he had to go through a, a little choreography thing where, you know, high, low, spin, dodge, left side, left side, right side, and then Darth Vader and Darth Maul popped out and attacked the young Padawans, and Conveniently, happened to swing high, swing low, (laughs) swing wild, go right, go right, go left, and uh, you know, one one after another, they they went through their routine and overcame the forces of evil. Wicked. So it was good, and there was there's a new uh, Star Tours ride which was neat. You know, Jay was able to go on that a bunch of times, and it's uh, one of those roller coasters where you're actually you're in a room. And that the room pitches left and right, forward and back, and there's a view screen that gives you the illusion of actually moving. Yeah. So you're you're in uh. Where did he go? It went to Coruscant. It went to Naboo. It went to Tatooine. Like every time you go, you go somewhere different, and you get intercepted by Darth Vader. He he stops the uh, ship, and a light comes on inside the ship, and they have a, a camera projected on someone. And he goes, you're carrying a rebel spy. And on the screen is this image of some unsuspecting person. And Marianne was the rebel spy once. <laughs> so, so he was thrilled about that. And he's like, Mom, you got us attacked.
2: Wicked. Did you get to touch a Wookiee by any chance?
1: There was there was a Wookiee walking around. He was not, not available. There was a line to get near any characters. But uh, if you go to, uh, we'll say YouTube or I'll, I'll give you a link too. They had a Star Wars rockin' jamboree, <laughs> and Chewbacca rocks out with an Ewok with a guitar and a headband, and it, it kind of ruined the mystique for me a little bit there. Yeah.
2: Have you ever heard that song, uh, Touch a Wookiee, or Wookiee Toucher? It's no. from uh, Jacob from Nerd Hurdles. I think he put it together, and if... If I can get the rights to it, I'll put it at the end of this. If if it's not at the end of this show, then you know that he refused me.
1: That's right. That's. I'll have to listen to it. I haven't yeah. heard it yet, but uh, maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. I'm sure I blocked you have, it out. You must have at some <laughs> point. So it, it was just a nice trip. It was good to get away. It was bad in some ways in that it's the first vacation in a long time where I did no work while I was gone, mm-hmm. and I have just been overwhelmingly behind. On stuff, so throw in the holiday and all. I'm just, I'm kind of reeling. I expected to be, uh, I, like I wanted to tell the people I worked with, oh, you know, I'll be on vacation and then come back and, ha ha, surprise! Look how productive I was. I'm ahead of schedule now. Yeah. And that's not the case at all. <laughs> but, but we did have one other nice surprise. There's a number of interactive things you can talk to uh, Crush the Turtle, and they have a. Uh, uh, Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc. comedy show and all. And there was one night that the kids were tired. They're with Grandma and Grandpa, and Marion and I just went over and uh, went through some of the things in Walt Disney World, and we went to the, the Monsters, Inc. comedy show. And it's this lame uh, Sal, Sal and Ella, I think. Are the, it's the two-headed monster, Sal and Ella. Mm-hmm. And they, it's supposed to be like Salmonella, and they're telling these bad jokes and it's going yeah yeah probably geared to little kids and they're calling people out of the audience with their interactive things and all and then a n- new monster comes up and he's going to do a, a trick where he's going to read someone's mind and he picks Marianne again and he says yeah, I'm going to guess your number tell everybody your number so that they know I'm right and don't worry I won't listen I'll close my eyes and Marianne's like, uh, no, <laughs> oh, no, no, come on, just tell the number. I, I, I'm not listening. My eyes are closed. You know, and, and it goes back and forth. And she's like, you can hear me. And he's like, no, I can't. <laughs> and on and on. And it actually, like, she handled it really good. She was, she was funny and uh, gave the guy things to work with. And then in the end, um, they decided that. Uh, Marianne would try to guess, read his mind and she mm-hmm. would close her eyes and, and uh, like all things without a script, she gave him every kind of right response they needed. So when the show was over, we're going out and someone who works there comes out from like the secret Disney room and gives her the golden ticket, this like magic pass to go to the front of any line she wants to. Because, oh, you know, in four years of doing the show, they've never had like that kind of back and forth and banter. And that's, Oh, it's the most fun we've had. Like, doing the show and so she was like sky high about it and um it was it was cute and it was really funny but she wanted to use the ticket i was like no 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 you have to like frame that like you can't go and just not wait 10 minutes in line (laughs) and go hand that to somebody you have to like hold on to that it's your special memory from the park and uh we were talking about it and we're like like what that was that bizarre you know if we were doing that kind of comedy bit, I would think if I said, go ahead, Elton, I'm closing my eyes. I can't hear you. You'd be like, ah, you can hear me. Yeah, so what do people do? So we went the next day and twice we watched people sit there and like tell the number. Like, like, <laughs> go ahead, tell the number. I, I, my, my eyes are closed. I can't hear you. Seven. Your number is seven. <gasps> like, I, I don't know if they get wrapped Caught up in the moment, or uh, I just blew my mind that people were just doing <laughs> that. And now, what would you do? Would you have done what Marianne did, or would you have have done what the? You think you would have been caught up in the moment, or you would have had your own response?
2: I don't know. Um, I suppose I'll have to see how I feel at that same time.
1: Yeah. Well, my I really don't know. Um, Had it been me, and interestingly, my son would have done the same thing, he said. uh, I would have said a number, but then when he guessed the number, I would have been, no, that wasn't it. It Right, okay. And then, how do you know? I thought you couldn't hear. And maybe, I thought maybe that's what most people did, but the two shows we went to after, you know, people just sat there and was like, okay, it's 13. (gasps) Thirteen, that's right. Wow. Like, yeah, it kind of. You need to drag
2: it on a little bit, don't you? Yeah, I think.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I was sitting there. They have the camera on her, and I'm kind of scooching out of the camera. And uh, I'm just thinking, like, you know, I hope she tries to get him to let her read his mind, because that seems to be where this could go. And it was like, I hope she doesn't just go, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, nope, nope. But she played along good. It was. It was neat. So she's got this uh, very unimpressive-looking ticket. It's not like a Wonka golden ticket. It's literally ripped out of like a <laughs> pad. Yeah. Yeah, you know, where like you write and a double copy's made. She's got the yellow copy. It's ripped in the corner and all. But it, it's, I think it's really cool. And I, you know, I said to her like, "That's, I can't believe you just don't want to wait ten minutes in line. <laughs> You're going to use this special ticket. Hold on to it."
2: Yeah. So, what are what are the lines like in uh, Disneyland? Are they uh, an hour to queue up for a, a, one of the rides? Is it yeah. three hours to queue up for one of the massive rides, or what? Uh,
1: at a, at its lowest, it'll be more like twenty minutes for the popular rides. In general, the popular rides are an hour to uh, an hour to two hours. But they right. do have this thing called a fast pass where you can pick one ride and get a ticket for the future. So like um, at 9 o'clock you go to the machine and it says if you'd like to use your fast pass you can come back at 11.30 and basically cut to the front of the line. Right. But you can only really have one of those going at a time so you have to plan it all out. Mm-hmm. The lines are shorter first thing when it opens and and shorter at the end of the day but like one o'clock in the afternoon, it was crazy.
2: Yeah, because I remember uh, myself and Boudoir went to Alton Towers, which is supposed to be one of the biggest ones in this country. And I'm not a fan of roller coasters, and neither is Amanda. But yeah, we went to a a roller coaster place, and I think we got the tickets out of a a newspaper. They normally sometimes do these. And so we got a a bed and breakfast. We stayed up there and then uh, got a, a cab or... Yeah, I think it was a a cab up to the actual place itself. Went in there and we was walking around going, okay, right, do you want to go on that? No. Do you? No, 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 not me. <laughs> and then we walked around to the next one and look at it and see these people screaming as they wail past us. And do you want to go on that? No, no, I'm not really in the mood for that. And then we'd just coast around and play the amusements around the side and, oh, it was terrible. don't ever go with us well go with us if you want your coat held and looked after because i'll I'll do that i'm really brave when it's looking after coats and fending off people from nicking your coat but roller coasters no no i don't think so
1: i actually have more of a problem with the line i I just don't deal well with being stuck somewhere If, if the line is it can snake very long but if it's moving a little bit and out in the open that's a thousand times better than these ones that go into buildings or then you're standing in the dark going nowhere body packed tight that's tough for me yeah and we have always kind of avoided long wait situations like you know on a crowded day we just don't go so uh i didn't quite know how the kids would handle this idea of lines that definitely was the source of most of the crankiness This, like what do you mean? We've been here so long. When are we going to go on? Or yeah. Why do we have to go on this ride now and the other ride later? Like, well, you just have to trust us. But in general, it was very good.
2: Cool. Okay, should we move on to some news then?
1: Sure, sounds good.
2: Okay, my, my first story we have this week is Denmark deny banning ban in Marmite because it has too many vitamins. The savoury spread has apparently been taken off shelves in in Danish shops as part of a clampdown on foods, foods fortified with vitamins and minerals. Danish authorities have imposed the restrictions to pro- protect customers from exceeding safe levels of nutrients in their diet. Uh, what else? British hot drinks Horlicks and Oval team, along with Farley's Rusks, have made made by the US food giant Heinz, have also been placed on this bucket, blacklist. Hm. Which is a shame. Vegemite, Marmite's Australian rival, has also gone, and Kellogg's cereals fortified with B vitamins have also been banned since 2004. Now, these are some of the stuff I absolutely love. I love Marmite. It's one of these things... uh, I sent you over a jar recently. Yes. I don't know whether you you tried it or not. It's just brown stuff, really, isn't it? Yes, it's still
1: still sitting in the cabinet there, waiting for the day of, of bravery. But I I had seen it before and uh, not so much lately. But I I have seen it on shelves.
2: Yeah, Oh, it's lovely stuff, man. I actually grew up on it. Um, Vegemite, yeah, I love that as well. That's nice. That's a nice little change. Horlicks, I love Horlicks. Ovaltine, I'm not too sure. That's very similar though. They're they're kind of malt drinks, and if you want to get to sleep early. You have a malt yeah. drink and a book and then snooze along with that. And Farley's Rusks. Milk, yeah. yeah, Farley's Rusks. I can still eat them now. Whenever there's like a, a baby around and he has Farley's Rusks, I'll try and nick one off of him because they're wicked. They're smaller than what they used to be. But yeah, they, they're banning Marmite. So I I think that there should be a food drop with Marmite, crates of Marmite over Denmark.
1: But so, so I don't know. My first thought was this article was saying they're denying that's the reason. But as I read farther down the article, it says... uh, The Embassy of Denmark in London issued an official statement denying the ban. Neither Marmite nor Vegemite or similar products have been banned by the Danish Food and Veterinary Veterinary Administration. It just simply needs to be approved by Danish food authorities.
2: Because I remember on... A fan or a liker of Marmite on the Facebook page, and they said that this had happened.
1: Well, it says the Danish Food and Veterinary Administration has not received an application for marketing in Denmark. So mm-hmm. it's it's not that they're going to reject it. It sounds to me more, uh, I, we want our tax. <laughs> yeah, you can sell it goes. here. You have to go through the channels, pay your price, fill out the forms.
2: Yeah, it has to go through the paperwork uh, chain before it can actually be sold back over there again.
1: And my guess is it's not even the makers of Marmite who are complaining. It's it's someone who heard at the local pharmacy. (laughs) I heard they're banning Marmite. Oh my god.
2: Has anyone ever been killed over an overdose of vitamins at all? I don't think anyone has. I've never so. heard of it, anyway. No one can really overdose. You know when you go to a pharmacy and you pick up the uh, multivitamin tablets that you can buy? No one's ever really died of an overdose at them, have
1: they? No, I, th- I think in general, if your body can't absorb it, it just passes through.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, it says also here, Many Marmite fans have been outraged at the news. Sorry, using Twitter to urge Britain to launch its tit for tat trade war on Ban Bacon, Lego, and Carlsberg. Well... How about, no, I'm not banning bacon, I'm not banning Carlsberg, <laughs> and I'm not banning Lego.
1: And when did like... bacon become a strictly a Danish thing?
2: It, I think it's more the product Danish bacon. Uh. I'm sure you can get bacon from here. I'm sure of it. There are pigs over in England, aren't yes.
1: there? Well, yeah. you, tit for tat is just such a mature way of handling every problem.
2: Well, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> it, it's the only way to solve these yeah. uh, big things nowadays, isn't it, surely? Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if we sent a nuke over to Russia, they'd send one back. That, that's class's tit for tat, isn't it?
1: Yeah,
2: I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> I love Lego, and apparently Americans say Legos. That's what I've heard. I've heard yes. lots of lots of sh- uh, shows saying Legos. As I play opposed with my to Legos.
1: Lego as the plural.
2: Um, my Lego bricks. Let's play with the Lego. Um, look at my Lego. Yeah, it's just Lego. Look at this Lego ship I've
1: built. Lego bricks yeah. would be alright, but Lego is a singular noun, I think, in American.
2: <laughs> right, okay. So would you be disappointed if they banned Lego? Oh, uh, Lego. Uh, would Would you be disappointed if they banned Marmite over in your country?
1: Uh, I wouldn't mind. Oh, you should try it, man. You really should. <laughs> alright, well, we'll tough it out. We'll yeah, and chance. there's
2: extra strong marmite as well, which is just the best. And you can get marmite nachos and marmite uh what are the nuts? Pistachio nuts? I can't remember the name of the nuts, but there's marmite nuts and marmite biscuits and marmite crisps. Oh, they're just oh, they're brilliant. You're losing out, man.
1: Alright. I'm okay. already reading your next article and I I'm already calling shenanigans on it.
2: No way! This sounds brilliant. Okay, next story. A uh, New Zealand truckie blew up like a balloon in freak accident. A New Zealand truck driver who inflated just like a balloon when he fell buttocks first onto a compressed air nozzle was described as lucky to be alive on Wednesday. It is said the brass fitting that the hose, oh, um blah, 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 Steve McCormick was working on his truck in North Ireland on Saturday when he slipped in between the cab and the trailer, dislodging the compressed air hose that fed the brakes. Uh, It is said that the brass fitting that the hose had been attached to pierced McCormick's left buttock in the fall, sending compressed air rushing into his body. (laughs) The 48-year-old said he felt like he was going to explode and and began screaming as his neck and feet and hands swelled up. Yeah. Let me do my best... Uh, New Zealand accent. I can't do New Zealand. This is very similar to Australian. Anyway, I was blown up like a football. I I felt like I had the bends, like in diving. I had no choice but just to lay there, being blown up like a balloon, he mm-hmm. told the newspaper. <laughs> Apparently, I've read further in this story, it pierced into his buttock. It didn't go up his bum hole, which I read straight away, but it went into his buttock, blew air in between the muscle and the skin and started stripping his skin away from its muscle. And that's why it traveled all the way up to his neck and hands. But you're calling shenanigans. Yes. Why?
1: I, I just, I cannot believe the science of that will work out. I'm going to oh. search for Sean McCormick's obituary. That's all I'm going to do here. He didn't die. Well, <laughs>
2: he, that's a small to technicality. To alive. Yeah. Now recuperating in a hospital, he told Beacon his skin felt just like pork roast, hard and crackly on the outside, but soft underneath. Uh,
1: Well, I'm at the hoax forum at the Museum of Hoaxes.
2: And he's number one. This
1: is from, well, let's see. It's the same article. Does not dispute it, doesn't provide scientific evidence that it's not true. It's just saying in the news. I still say it's a hoax. I can't believe it.
2: Oh, I believe it. Do you remember, well, when I was younger, I was, we used to get football pumps and you take the needle off and you push the old football pump onto your cheek and you make rather amusing farty noises because you're a little kid. And we was always told not to do that because it would shoot an air bubble into your blood just in case and give you the bends and you could die from it. And there's it always a myth that was running around anyway. And this is just a, uh, An over-exaggerated version of that, surely. I feel sorry for the guy, though. You know, all his skin... All his skin would be off of his muscles and just floating around. A bit like tectonic
1: plates on your skin. Well, if it's genuinely real, then I'll feel bad for him, but I refuse to buy into it. (laughs) Let's see. I'm going to find proof. I can't find proof. So maybe it's true. I don't want to think about it.
2: Oh come on! The the way that the the air squeezed in between the fat and the muscle tissue, and slowly peeled away his skin from the muscle, just inching it away. It's a wonderful thing to think about. How did they let release all that air when they got into hospital as well? (laughs) It must have been really saggy. (laughs) Jeez. And if you squeezed the hole that it went in. You can make little trumpet sounds.
1: There's a picture of him. Oh, I don't know. Here he is in the hospital.
2: Oh, go on, send me the picture.
1: All right. Now I'm starting to feel bad. I'm starting to get that twinge. Is
2: he really saggy-faced? He's got jowls now, where he didn't have jowls before.
1: Let's try the link. He's expected to recover. Now it's the, same. the link goes to the same article you had.
2: Let's believe that it <sighs> actually happened. Come on. I don't want to. No, I want to. I really want to know that a man is walking around there with his skin separated from his muscles. And they're a little bit... He... Every time he walks, you can hear a...
1: Well, if it happened, then I will say it's in a very small region. I can't believe it goes all the way up to his neck. He puffed up like a balloon man. <laughs> uh. Alright, moving on
2: That's all I have for you this week Oh, thank god
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more Human Bizarrenesses uh, This one uh One site I had just sent to you Has a link underneath it The six most biz- The six most bizarre Medical hoaxes people actually believed Oh, okay, go on Um, Let's see if I can find a a list of them here. Let's see. Six most bizarre hoaxes people actually believed. The pregnant man. There was a man in... Let's see. It's 2002? I'm not sure. Male pregnancy according to YouTube and hundreds of bloggers, is already a reality. Li Ming Wei was supposedly the first male to achieve a viable pregnancy. And there's pages for him all over the place, but there's something awfully suspicious. The site was created in 2002 and is bizarrely still ongoing, with no location listed for the hospital where it supposedly happened, because it doesn't exist. Oh. It turns out Ming Wei and his collaborator... Virgil Wong are both conceptual artists who say the website was created as an exploration of a very likely scenario that may one day result from new advances. Thomas Beatty, a transgendered legal male who chose to keep his lady bits, is credited with being the first legal male to have a baby. His story created a sensation in 2008 as many people mistook Ming Wei for Beatty. Some blogs even interchange their pictures. But he's technically not a man.
2: So he, so she's a lady then?
1: Yes. Well, it's okay. a transgendered male. Yeah. Vilcambaba. Vilcambamba, where idiots go to die. In 1970, researchers began flocking to Vilkambamba, Vilcambamba, V-I-L-C-A-B-A-M-B-A, a a town in the Andes which apparently boasted the oldest population on earth. Residents regularly reached ages of 115 and beyond, but remained as healthy as people much younger. In 1973, National Geographic ran a story about a researcher from Harvard um, and this amazing valley and the people's perpetual youthfulness. There were many theories about what it is, except it was all a big lie. Uh, people exaggerated their ages. They weren't as old as they claimed. Yeah. We have the rabbit babies, a.k.a. the grossest thing anyone ever did for attention. John Howard, in 1726, had been practicing midwifery for 30 years and thought he'd seen everything. So when Mary Toft came to him and told him she'd given birth to rabbits, he totally believed it. The real explanation, as it turned out, was Toft was simply stuffing live baby animals up her lady bits. Oh! But apparently millions of people believed it back at the time. And um, why wouldn't you? Yes. The Coma Man is number three. As a young man, Ram Hoban was in a car accident which left him paralyzed and comatose. He lay in bed day after day, responding to no one. In 2006, doctors performed a brain scan and made a horrifying discovery. Hoban is most likely suffering from locked-in syndrome, completely paralyzed, but entirely conscious. Oh, God. He made international headlines when, with the help of a therapist, he began communicating through computer. We talked about this.
2: Oh Yeah, I'm sure we did, didn't we?
1: Yes. There was one small problem. It was complete bullshit. The therapists were using a method called facilitated communication. But when we spoke about it, it was fully true. Yes. Well, no, we we called shenanigans on it back then. I think, actually, to be fair, we covered it twice. We think first we bought into it, and then, like, two episodes later, we admitted that there was more information and it was a hoax. Oh. But they say it's like a Ouija board. Uh, Number two, Vinny the Chin Gigante rose quickly through the ranks of the Genovese crime family, finally being named boss in 1981. So this godfather began acting crazy to avoid going to jail. You know, conv- he tried to convince people he was nuts. And supposedly for 30 years he was trying to do that. You
2: have to go through a, a lot of tests to actually prove that you're nuts really though, don't you?
1: Yeah. Well, his ruse was so convincing he was declared crazy by several prominent psychiatrists, including those hired by prosecutors. At different times, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia, dementia, psychosis. His antics allowed him to delay his trial for seven years, and when he was finally convicted in 1997, he continued acting like in that case to hide the fact that he was still in charge of the crime family. When he was 75, he admitted it was all just a big con. All of a sudden, he abandoned his crazy walk in mid-stride, lit up a cigarette, and walked away.
2: Blimey. Got away with loads of stuff, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah. And let's see. What's number one? What's
2: number
1: one? Number one shouting. is the vaccine victim. At 25, Desiree Jennings was a successful marketer who married a handsome man and served as a cheerleading ambassador for the Washington Redskins. But in 2009, amid the swine flu scare, she began exhibiting disturbing symptoms after a flu shot. In days, she dissolved into a helpless woman prone to muscle spasms, slurred speech, with difficulty walking. She claimed she had been diagnosed with a neurological condition, and it was caused by the vaccine. Videos of her went viral on YouTube, and though there was some jeering about Wobble Girl, the response was mostly sympathetic, because even the internet couldn't justify making fun of her. People stopped taking the flu shot after seeing the interview However, neuro- neurologists examining the videos began to question the diagnosis. The symptoms appeared different every day, and they weren't keeping in true with the diagnosis. Within a few days, Jennings posted a video showing that she'd made remarkable progress and was speaking normally. Dr. Rashid Batar specializes in alternative treatments such as hyperbaric chambers, heavy metal chelation, and injections of their own urine into patients. Oh claimed to have cured Jennings, and her recovery seemed to confirm it. Skeptics still didn't believe it was the case. In the end, Inside Edition did a follow-up piece, observing her walking normally, going shopping, even driving. When confronted by a reporter, she suddenly began displaying symptoms again, walking sideways, speaking in an Australian accent, which she said was the result of an inability to pronounce words. And the interview ended when she got in her car giggled, and asked the reporter not to film her because I don't think I'm supposed to be driving. She suddenly had no accent when she said that. Hmm. So she's the number one hoax that people believed. You know, I, I think we can pull our moral from that story. I think so, too. What yeah. would you say?
2: You, you have to stick to your story.
1: Exactly. you got to stick to your story.
2: Otherwise, people aren't going to believe it. And you, if, if you start lying about these sort of things, and then you start dropping little things here and there and everywhere, especially in the internet, they're just going to jump on you like a pack of hound dogs and rip your flesh from your skin and then hang your corpse up outside from a washing line.
1: You know, I wonder with stuff like this, we've talked a couple times about hoaxes and sometimes people come clean and they say, oh yeah, it just got a little, little bit out of hand. But, like, what was she thinking? At some point... Maybe they just received too much attention and she felt like she couldn't back out.
2: Yeah, I think it must be. You get to a certain point and your your lie has become a truth now, hasn't it? And it's, Then you have to start believing it yourself. And at what point can you stop that and then all the media will go away and then you can just get back to your normal life? It's never going to happen. And if people six months down the line, oh, do you remember that lady? Let's check on her and see you driving around in a car normal, then people are going to get angry about it and then report you on that, and then it's going to become another big story.
1: Yeah, I would consider this more of a hoax than, um, like, the pregnant man. It sounds like the pregnant man thing was like an art project that people took too, too seriously, you know?
2: Hasn't the pregnant man had another baby since? I'm oh, pretty God. sure that... Pregnant man, as he was reported, was pregnant
1: again. Could be. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bizarre, just a whole bizarre thing. Mm. It's a fascination with so many strange things, like, people are obsessed about the pregnant man and not don't care that their niece is having a, a baby. That's the
2: media hype, though, isn't it, surely? Yeah. Okay. Well
1: we have uh, other stuff might as well save it for a future show here yeah I you know I expected number one to be the whole um, what's her name Jenny McCarthy thing that Skeptics Universe always talks about oh, she the, didn't want to uh... have her kids vaccinated because wasn't there a guy he falsified all the records of his experiments claimed it was causing brain damage and autism
2: it was the MMR, wasn't it yeah and then she got involved with Oprah Winfrey and started spreading her word on there.
1: Yeah. But that, I consider that a hoax. That's the guy faked all his research hmm. and and held as people challenged it. Again, like how much to stand there and be called out and have, nope, nope, not true. Nope, nope, you're wrong. But knowing the whole time that you're making it all up, I guess yeah. people believe it's going to go on forever when they do that.
2: Well, I think when they got money coming in from it, yeah, they, then they're going to.
1: Yeah, and I guess even like even now, there's people who still believe it or who only know part of the story.
2: Well, not everyone's got the internet either, have they? And you're always going to have a new influx of people coming towards these stories as people grow up, and I don't know it's it's a big bad world out there where people will just believe the first thing that they read yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you're here to check on my stories because I'm <laughs> such a dick that I don't actually check up on my stories and while we're doing this you're well, nope, it's I fake. don't believe
1: I don't believe the uh, inflatable thing but so far look, something happened to the man
2: okay well, well right. let's wrap it up there All um, right. guys if you want to send us anything because we haven't had anything for a little while uh, you can send it at bombastpodcast at gmail.com I'm on twitter at ultimatemanus all one word not one word and scott is at shc 1970 all the show notes will be up at bombastpodcast at gmail. no. they'll be up at bombastpodcast.podbean.com and also go out and check out uh, rogue2.com where there's lots of shows for your delight
1: Bombast and several others are there for you to pick through, listen to. It's all good stuff. There were some issues with feed as Elton was really sprucing it up, but now it's all running nice and smooth. Yes. All right. I think we're in good shape. We have our moral for the day, and hopefully uh, we'll be going out with a song by the wonderful Jacob. If we're not,
2: then... He's not so um, wonderful. He's he's alright, I suppose. Cool.
1: Alright, thanks a lot guys. Thanks, bye.